Welcome back to another episode of In the Trench. Today we are brought to you by Kayla and Kyle and Alliance Technology. Same sponsors as the last two episodes. For all your pizza needs, go to uh, amorepizzadevi.com. And for all your DirecTV needs, go to alliancetechnology.com. Anyway, today we're brought to you with Mauricio Gomez. <laughs> he is a... Um, what are you? Uh, hey guys, I'm... Uh, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I'm a MMA fighter. I train out of American Top Team headquarters, and uh, just recently, just started training there. Uh, and uh, I've been coaching uh, jiu-jitsu at American Top Team, Davian Weston. For uh, I've been training there for the last uh, eight years, but I've been uh, coaching there for about six years. That's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So training for eight, coaching for six. That means in the first two years, you became a coach. I think like literally like the first six months I started like assisting, but it was uh, like just the, the transition was a, uh, you know, it was just a, it was a big learning process. You yeah, know, yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah. Like on the field learning. I actually used to train there on three separate occasions. Trained there for like, it was like it was a span of like four months each three times, so a total of a year. If we're gonna Esteban is really he has a lot of potential. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> I, I keep I, I've had so many conversations with him about that. Too twisted before, but that's a lot of fun. Um, what what got you into it in the first place? The whole MMA fighting or jujitsu scene? Yeah, so like like uh, you know, growing up, I just wanted to like find something that I could you know an activity I could do for myself. And uh, to be honest, I was you know I bounced between a lot of different things like swimming, you know, running. You know, I was in like ROTC in high school and, and I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I was pretty enthusiastic about that. But then, uh, you know, I just wanted to find something else. And, you know, I just started doing uh, like martial arts and then I was doing like Kung Fu and like and then it just I led into like doing grappling. And then uh, like pretty much like uh, like I think a, a few weeks into it, I started doing uh, grappling. And then uh, after like a year and a half of that place, that it was like a Kung Fu gym. Uh, I switched to American Top Team in uh, Weston. And then I just haven't looked back since. You know, I just got super stoked on training grappling and uh, learning, like, MMA and Muay Thai. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's insane because I remember when you and I, I met you when you were a purple belt. Really? The first time. I think the first time I went there, I think you were a purple belt. What year was that? 2017. For real? I think so. That's 2017? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 2017, I think I was a purple belt. Yeah, that was the first time I went there. But I think I only went there that time, I think, not long. And then I took a break. Uh-huh. I met her in 2019. Okay, nice. And then Congrats. I went back. That's when you were officially a, a black belt. So I went. I did it again, I guess, a year before that when you were a brown belt. Because I knew you for the, long, the longest time I was there, you were, you were a brown belt for most of the time. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing you uh, twice. I don't think I remember the first time as a purple belt. You know, I just we, there's there's a fluctuation of, of people that come in like, yeah, yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. trying out like different activities like jujitsu or like rock climbing or stuff like that. You know, just giving examples of stuff. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I do. I do rock climbing. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, I do. I just started getting into it like this year. It was like really fun. To, to strengthen your your forearms, right? 
Yeah, it's a really great activity. You know, like you got, you got, you should come with. You guys should come with me one day. You know, I always try to invite people, stuff like that. No, you know, sure. outside of just doing like martial arts. You know, like I always like exploring and doing different things. But no, I've been telling my friends before. Like I, I've, I haven't seen a, a rock climbing gym. Yeah, in uh, Oakland Park uh, and Fort Lauderdale, Project Rock, pretty good place. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really fun. They do like a, a midnight climb, like once a month. I'm not sponsored by them by any means, but I mean, <laughs> I, I really, I really like the place, you know. And uh, you know, they turn off all the lights. It's like you're like doing uh, like a cave climb, you know, yeah. like indoors. Like you, you get like your own headlamp. It's super fun. That's so sick. No, I've I've always wanted to try rock climbing. I mean, anything to increase my grip strength because I've been finding in the gym. That's the worst thing to do because in the gym yeah. we do what's called farmer walks. Oh, yeah, I have done those, yeah. So it's um, my gym partner and I grab 120, pa- 120 pound dumbbells with each hand, just pick them up and walk 40 feet and then 40 feet back. And when you get back, you start getting your hands to look like. Yeah, I remember I used to do that in uh, high school. Yeah, those, uh, those, are, those are pretty tough, man. Oh, yeah, no. Farmer walks are the absolute worst. We only do them once every couple weeks, but it's definitely the worst. Um, you are a professional MMA fighter. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that transition. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, I've like competed professionally in it. grappling, like yeah. jujitsu. Um, like, uh, there's a, there's like a, I would say a, a, a broadcast system or, uh, like they just, uh, they, they televise jujitsu. They pretty, you know, like there's flow sports, yeah, flow, flow sports, flow, flow, grappling, sports right? flow grappling. Yeah. So I got ranked, uh, no, like earlier this year. I got ranked number nine on the featherweight division for for flow grappling in nogi. So uh, I, I got my name out there a little bit. I think uh, I don't I don't know where I'm at right now. I haven't been that active in it because I've been focused more on fighting. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on that transition. I actually, uh, I tried out for the developmental program for uh, ATTHQ. Okay. So like in uh, 2019, I like dislocated my elbow in a jiu-jitsu competition, and then. Uh, like, as soon as I got back, you know, I was getting better. Like, COVID hit, and then they, they kind of just closed the doors on everyone. So, literally, like, uh, about, like, a month and a half ago, they had the tryouts for it, you know, and I just jumped on it. And I've, I've been training with, like, world-class coaches, you know, uh, like, a l- l- bunch of names, you know, like, Coach Steve Bruno, um, King Mo, um, um, Master Aitan Barbosa, um, Marcos DeMata, you know, Mike Brown, Steve Mako. These are all, like, high-level you know, world-class coaches at American Top Team headquarters, and they've been really helping me up my game. You know, I, like, dropped, like, like I think, like, five pounds already. Oh. You know, just, like, like within the first, like, two weeks, you know, just, like, just consistent training, you know. And, I, and like, it's, it's been such a such a blessing just to be be, be there. And I'm training, like, world-class fighters, you know. Anyone that, that saw the fights, like, this past Saturday, uh, July 17th, you know, I was training with, like, Sergei Mo, uh, Morozov, um, Matias Gamrot, he just like Kamor, uh Jeremy Stevens in like the first minute of the fight. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Thiago Moises, you know, he, he was a he was a main event. Uh, I was training with them, you know, helping them out, along with like a bunch of other other guys, like so many high class, world class competitors, you know. So That's I so feel sick. like since been been going there, I've been like up into my game so much. Like I'm beginning a lot of gains, a lot of learning. So. That's all it's about. It's about the gains. Mm-hmm. So, so that is your end goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So f- fighting has been always been a passion, you know. Like, uh, I remember, like, uh, you know, just growing up, you know, always like looking for something that that was, uh, you know, trying to, you know, give give me something to, you know, like really look forward to, you know, like just an activity to do. And I was always so super competitive, you know, growing up as a kid. And like, 
that was just like that was that was a thing for me you know like i tried so many other sports but that was like the one thing that i was like okay i know if i just stick with it long enough i'll be able to you know make it you know i mean it was clearly your god-given talent the ability to do jiu-jitsu and um, just fighting because the fact that you became a black belt in eight years right so yeah i would say like like seven or eight years like i started grappling when i was 15 but Mm -hmm. like training with training with baga like uh i got in like five and a half years just just being with him you know yeah so he's so, a, he's he's a, he's a great coach, you know, Rodrigo Baga Ramos. He's like a OG American top team MMA fighter, black belt, world class, you know. He's one of like one of the, the best coaches that, like in South Florida. So that's that's my coach, you know. He is sponsored by Baga. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's great. No, Baga Baga's awesome. I, every time I trained with Baga, that was probably the hardest training. I mean, every time I trained with you it was it was horrible too, but and horrible in a good way. Horrible that like it really, really like takes everything out of you. That's one thing I, probably out of any sport I've ever done in my life. I've played basketball at a high level. I played, um, I played tennis for a long time. I I did swim, and I did taekwondo for seven years. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did taekwondo for seven years. That, that's at, awesome. At Chung's taekwondo. Okay, um, where was that? Right here. It was, it was in. It was actually. That was Weston, right? It started where before. Um, uh, American Top Team was. Uh-huh. American Top Team moved into Chung's Taekwondo. Oh, okay. I heard about that. Yeah, so I, I trained there for seven years. And then they moved to... Do you know where Los Verdes is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in the same plaza. Like or, on Western Road, right? Yeah, on Western Road. On, a yeah, yeah. on a, the plaza before. But I did everything. And honestly, between weightlifting and jiu-jitsu, it's the hardest workout I've ever done in my life. Like, I'll, I'll whenever I have, like, a really intense training day, like... I had a max day, for example, um, two days ago when mm-hmm. my friend and I, we train together, literally like Goku and Vegeta. Like, that's all we do. We, every time I see him hit a new max, I have to hit that max or else I'm, I feel down. And we've been going at it for seven months now. And the big goal was to bench 260 pounds, which is two plates, a 10, a five and a 2.5 on each side. And seeing him fail it made me push everything I had in me to do it mm-hmm. so I got it and then you're completely drained for the rest of the day so you're Goku now now I'm you're, I mean I've always been Goku, <laughs> you've always I'm, been Goku. I'm taller and bigger than him so okay. that if we're going by aesthetics yeah I'm Goku so Nick if you're listening to this you're Vegeta um but yeah no that's that's the whole goal like it to me that's I'm extremely competitive also so whenever I, I'm training with someone you need someone to keep testing your limits Oh, trust me, I know. I've seen, I've seen him do, like, grapple. He's, he's a savage, you know? He just, <laughs> he's a lot better than he says he does. It's just, I, I don't like, I don't like not, I, I need someone to see, do good, for me to do better than that person. I can relate to that. I was like that when I did a, a little bit of cross, cross country in high school, too. You know, like, a, you know, like, just the, those type of workouts and stuff like that. And it helps when you have someone, like, go there. Like, it's, like, by you, you know, someone that give you some little extra motivation, you know, um, part of it's, uh, of, you know, like training yourself to do stuff like that is also like, it's just as important as like training yourself to do it when no one's around, you know, like I, I had to, I had to learn that the, the, the like as an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, for, for like, for myself, I, I would say like you have to, and I, I had a buddy, his name's uh, Cody Law. He just won his, uh, his fight this past Friday in, in, in Bellator. Yeah. yeah, yeah I saw he, the fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was actually training with him like the last few weeks. We were just, I just was his drilling partner for grappling. Like we would train like once a week together, and uh, 
just yeah, we were just had a conversation one time. He was just talking about like, hey, I have to always be ready. You know, opportunities are gonna pop up if like Bellator calls or UFC or whatever organization calls you up. You know, just you you gotta be ready, or else if you're not ready, then the opportunity is gonna slip through your hands. You know, your fingers. You have to stay ready at all times, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to work to that mm-hmm. spot. And what 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 to you is I made it UFC champion, Bellator champion, a different organization champion. So I, to be honest, like I. I I always been in love with like grappling and mm-hmm. then like just you know over the last few years like I th- I think I I started fighting in 2018. You know, I started a little later than most people like as a brown belt. Usually a lot of people they'll start doing like fighting like when they get their blue belt in jiu-jitsu, you know, they have like a rough uh, you know, like foundation mm-hmm. and I just thought like you know, like I want to go as far as I can, you know. So like I would like to get into an organization first and then work my way up. So I haven't really thought about it that far, but you know, if I could say, like, if I'd have to just say it, I would say, like, be the champ of the UFC, you know? Of course. You know, but... You'd be featherweight, right? Feather, featherweight, yeah, 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 featherweight. What's that, one... 145. 45? 145. Yeah, no, see, if I went to, to UFC right now, I don't... What's 185? I consider it that's, light that's heavyweight? That's a middleweight. No, middleweight? Like, how tall are you? I'm six foot. You'd be, like, a lightweight, dude. Lightweight. 155. Okay, makes me feel better. Makes me feel, because heavyweights, those, those, those guys are huge. Heavyweights, uh, there's it's that's like, like two, that's six, it's right? 265. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's 265 and up. The 265 is the limit. Oh, you can't be heavier than 265. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> so you're telling me Big Country was under 265 when he fought? Yeah, he probably had to cut like, I think 20 pounds. <laughs> that man's was he's, huge. He's, he's, yeah. So that, that to me is so cool because I, I, I love MMA. Like, I'm huge into UFC. I watch every fight. Every Saturday, I'm watching. Um, I own stock. A lot of stock when Dana White came out with when they went public and um, a month ago they went public. No, two months ago they went public. I bought up all, like so much stock. Oh, that's nice. That's but um, I, I lost so much money with them. <laughs> that stock came out at thirty dollars. I thought I bought it. I'm like, oh, it's gonna go up. It's gonna be a hundred bucks. It's gonna be crazy. And we put in a couple of grand, and now nah, man, I lost like I lost a lot. I waited. It went back up. I sold. it broke even. So. I mean, out of all the ratings, like they they're doing they they do really well, you know, like worldwide. But uh, like like there's a there's more than other organizations. Like I know like Combate American, like global. Mm-hmm. It's like that's like that's like right under the UFC, and then there's like Bellator One Championship. Like One Championship's really big. I heard they, they pay they pay their fighters really well. You really? Know? Yeah, one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fighters like ATT that tra- that uh, compete under that organization. Because I know there's a big controversy right now with UFC and their, how they pay their fighters. There's uh, because you see these uh, what's his face Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. They each well Logan took home 20 million, Floyd Mayweather took home 100 million. Logan Paul is not a fighter, and you're seeing Conor McGregor just made. Well, I think he paid. He got made. I think he made eight million dollars this last fight. I haven't checked the numbers, but yeah, yeah. They, they they do. Uh, a lot of do fighters get stiffened, you know. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough story. Like, if you look at, like, boxing, like, when, when they promote the fights, they promote the fighters' names. You see the fighters. But when you see, like, MMA, you see, like, UFC. You don't see – and those fighters' names are smaller, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, just, it's a big it's – it's all about the branding, you know? Like, they, they just – they have a different brand, you know? A lot of people say, like, UFC, they do, like, the – like, a, they promote their organizations, like, their other fighters. Like, it's WWE, you know? Like, usually, like, look at McGregor. He, like, is – even Ronda Rousey said it. He's promoting his fight right after his ankle broke. Like, that's crazy. That was know? crazy, the fact that he, had, he wasn't focused on the pain. His leg just snapped in half. Mm-hmm. He's more focused on, you didn't win. Fuck you. 
it's on when I get better. Yeah, he literally went super like WWE like heel villain. Like yeah, yeah. he's like I'm I'm he's like ah, it's not over yet. <laughs> that's all. That's awesome though, because that that does, they're they're gonna run it back and then even make more money. You know, I don't last think, one. I don't think Conor McGregor wants it anymore. I've seen his last two fights ever since he retired, mm. and he's just come back just for the money. You can tell he's not hungry. I've seen the, the, the fight. Remember the fight with, against Jeremy Stevens, where Jeremy Stevens had him on the ground, choking him out, and uh, Conor was bleeding everywhere. He thought it was over. Conor somehow got out of that, stood up, and knocked him out. That was, yeah, yeah. that was the hungriest I've ever seen McGregor. That and when he officially became champ champ. But after he retired, I, I don't see it. I, I really disappointed watching him fight these last two fights. Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I, I don't think he has much to prove right now. It's, it's all for the love of the sport for him, you know, at, at that point. You know, there's a lot of people that they do that, you know, like, you know, like, like Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva had, like, a really great run, and he was, like, the king for a long time of the middleweight division. And then, you know, like, you, you know, like, you, you reach your prime, you reach your peak, and then, and then you know, it's, it's, it's time to hang up. There's, like, there's different cycles in your life, you know. Yeah. Like George St. Pierre kind of understood that. He did it perfect. He, he did it really well, yeah. He, he had, in my opinion, a perfect exit. Mm-hmm. He, he never... He won home a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, exactly. It's all about the, the legacy. To me, to me, the top five fighters UFC all time. I'm not, I'm, care, I'm not talking about weight class. It's I'm I'm gonna die on this hill till the day I die. But number one, John Jones. Okay. Number two, I'm gonna say Anderson Silva. Number three, I'm gonna put Leota Machida. Number four, I'm gonna go. Actually, no, I'll put GSP over Leota Machida, and then Leota Machida, and then for number five, I'm really up in the air for number five, but. I can see somebody saying something like um, like a DC, DC being number five. So, so or, or like are, Randy Couture. Are those like going off like fight stats, or are you going like uh, like, like like just overall greatness? Like, like greatness. in my opinion. Okay. Like who who? And for talking about fight stats, John Jones never really lost. Yeah, I mean, everyone has that contribu- uh, controversy about like Khabib, like he's undefeated, you know, but just John John Jones has like just more title defenses, mm-hmm. you know, he's. And he's like, he's apparently he's gonna fight next year at a heavyweight. So yeah, John Jones that, is fighting a, next year. That, that's a that'll be interesting. Khabib you know? to me could have been number one all time. He he is the most unstoppable fighter I've ever seen in my life. He just stopped too soon. Yeah, I think it's just cycles. You know, he just he had his own like personal stuff. Yeah, no, he stopped because he said he said when he was when he was a rookie, he's like the day my dad's no longer in my fights is the day I stopped coming. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all, you know it's all about you know what the, what the fighter wants you know mm-hmm. at that point you know like just like I like we're just going back. Connor wants to, wants to keep it going because he just loves the sport, you know. But do you think it's the sport for Connor? Do you think it's the money? He is a, he's a he's an entrepreneur. I'm sure he has he has his own little he has a, other business ventures and you know that he's yeah. doing you know and I haven't paid too much attention to that and, and and what he's exactly doing there. But I'm sure he's he's pretty well off. So I'm, I'm sure he. I don't know. He, I don't think he needs to fight. He, he doesn't need to fight. But that's what I'm saying. Though I think, I think it is to him. Well, I think now, after this fight, it's definitely personal with Dustin Poirier. Yeah, he broke his ankle. I would be pissed off too. No, but before that, like. Uh, Cause you saw you saw Dustin Poirier too, right? Yeah, he was all nice and buddy buddy yeah, with Dustin, and course. the whole thing was super like amicable. They walked out together on crutches, like it was mm-hmm. super nice. And then there was no beef, but Conor McGregor he sells himself with the beef. Like you mm-hmm. said, he, he sells himself as a WWE villain, and that's why he kind of made up beef in his head with this fight. Like there was no reason like, Dustin ever said anything. No, no, nothing was poked. And Connor just started. I'm, you, your wife's in my DMs. This, this, the other to get to sell pay per views. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, mental warfare. It's just part of the game, you know. Like I remember, uh, there's a, I was listening to a podcast with uh, 
Rose Namajunas, and she was like yeah. saying like you know Joanna would get in her head sometimes. She says she would say stuff like, uh, like, like, we know what you're gonna do something yeah. like stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. or something really random just to get in her head, mm-hmm. you know. Like a lot of fighters do that, you know. Rose is the goat. Rose is awesome. She's Rose, amazing. she's amazing. Rose she's, is, she's a knockout artist. Yeah, she's a she's a knockout artist. Amanda Nunez has to be number one of all time, but Rose oh, is, is right there. Women too. I like Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, she's, she's really she's good. She's a beast too. She's a, she, she's just a, she, she's a, she's just an artist. You know, she's yeah. she just she's so well rounded. You know, I I love what, lo- looking at fighters like that. You know, that's mm-hmm. like that's what I'm like. I'm aspiring to be like that. You know, like I. I'm like learning striking through a striker's like men, like their perspective. You yeah. know, I'm trying to learn it like that. You know, I've always heard the transit the transition for like a lot of fighters, you know, from going striker to grappling. Like they're a striker, they have their world class boxer or whatever, or world class kickboxer. You know, champ, world champ. They have a hard harder time transitioning to the grappling part versus the grappler transitioning to striking. So an example, Habib, Habib, yeah. grappler, wrestler, transitions not a great into striker. MMA. Yeah, but he, he's he's not known for that. But he yeah. he does have. I mean, he did drop Connor that one time. He he'll surprise you, but he's he's still like one of like the best ever. Yeah. to do it. You know, no, no, well, he, if not, you yeah, know, if not in, the, the, in the lightweight and as a lightweight, you know, hasn't lost a single fight. No, I mean the argument could be made for him to be the goat. Like it could be made. And he's never lost, and every fight has been very very decisive. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been close with Khabib. But I was actually funny you said um, the the base thing because I was watching a podcast. I believe with Joe Rogan, and they were talking about the most important base for fighters, mm-hmm. like for a championship fighter. And um, since 2000, because you know how UFC, like when MMA first started with UFC, like people really didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like if they were talking about like the early fights, like it was, you would throw in random people in the ring and see who's a real fighter with, you know Don Fry? Yeah. Yeah, like he, he was a real fighter. They were putting him against like, the 400 pound fat guy who had no business being in there so throughout the years they learned what matters the most and they said number one is wrestling but since since um 2008 number one has now been jiu-jitsu as the best base for a championship fighter number two being wrestling number three being taekwondo and then number four being muay thai number five being like karate stuff like that yeah, so like what I've seen, like it really, it really does matter, like how you put it all together. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone has their own different styles. You know, like I've seen guys that are that transition from jujitsu into MMA, and they, you know, they just they they don't make it. You know, like mm-hmm. it really depends on like how your style is for that. Like I, from a grappler's perspective, you know, like my style has always been like go for the kill. You know. But you have to also be, you can't be one dimensional. Like Ryan Hall got knocked out like like was two weekends ago mm-hmm. or a weekend ago. Yeah. And you know he was he was just I, 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 he said he broke his hand in the fight and you know he's he got hurt and you know like that that had a that was a factor in his him uh, you know being effective in his game plan. But you know you have to be able to switch it up you know in that in that scenario he was just so one dimensional trying to go for his rolls into his leg locks you know and not just like switching it you know i gotta switch you might have to switch to wrestling you know like I'll, I'll use my like my my you know my style if i get put on my back to work my way back up or to get on top or to, for to submit you know this is yeah. that's just like that's that's just part of it you know and uh but for like a as, as a base you know i think wrestling is like one of one of the top ones like you see a lot of the champions are wrestlers yeah you know like they have a wrestling background mm-hmm. the only one that doesn't have a wrestling background like so far that i've seen is like uh 
Connor doesn't have the best thing. He, he, well, I'm he, talking about current right now. Oh, current. Current. Like, like you know, because the sport keeps evolving. You yeah. Know? It, yeah. It, it, it's constantly evolving. And I'm seeing, like, wrestling and, like, boxing, kickboxing are, like, I've been super big staples. Now, jiu-jitsu, you know, it still has a place there. But it ha- you have to put it together well, you know? Yeah. You know, like, so, like, like I said, I was telling you before, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to focus on getting my style. So I'm learning from a striker's perspective, you know, like my coaches, uh, one of my, the, the guy I work with the most, like I train with him like five times out of the week, uh, Steve Bruno, mm-hmm. he, he's a, he's a knockout artist. He's excellent, you know, and I'm just trying to learn things through his perspective, you know, pick up things like that. When I train with Steve Mako, you know, I'm trying to pick up his, his, uh, his perspective of how he wants to apply his wrestling to his MMA fights or to, for, for myself, you know. And then I got like, I have a bunch of different coaches, you know. King Mo's an expert, you know. Yeah, and I love then, King Mo. Yeah, King, King Mo, he, you know, he's, he's a genius. He just like puts things together really well. And he's so efficient about it. You he's know? a Bellator legend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's also the, uh, was it the Rising Champ? Rising, yeah. Rising Champ, yeah. Did um, King Mo ever make the transition? transition to UFC or was he just like such so good in Bellator? I, I saw him, um, what was it? I think it was. Strike Force, I remember. He, yeah, I, I, I have to I have to look look back into his career. I, I did when I first started going training there. You know, I knew who he was, and I did some research, and I saw some of his fights. The biggest thing that I saw from like, because as a jiu-jitsu guy coming in, like uh, into the team, and also like learning about like the guys that are on the team, like from, like years ago, mm-hmm. like he knocked out like Hodger Gracie. Like he gave Hodger Gracie his first loss. He knocked him out with yeah. the. Yeah, he had a. Uh, he gave him two uh, uh, overhand rights, you know, and just knocked the dude out. And like that, that guy's like a jujitsu legend, you know. Yeah. He's, yeah. And uh, that, the, just learning those, basically going back to what I was saying, you know, like learning all the different perspectives, like through them, and then just putting it together and making my style, you know. What What have you found to be the hardest thing to pick up or transition to? Uh, I would say like uh, without giving up like too much because like you know you don't want to tell your enemies yeah. in the ring yeah yeah, yeah. I would say it's I would say like you know like sometimes you know it, it could be tough mixing it up you know mm-hmm. but it definitely like it, it get it gets fun you know like I'm I'm having a lot of fun learning you know that's like the, the biggest thing I love learning how many professional fights have you had so yeah so I have like I said before um I haven't transitioned there yet oh no you, I, have, you, I have a management team yeah, yeah so like my management team is first round management mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was, you know, I was discussing with my with uh, my my manager about fighting in uh, August, yeah, and then uh, I was I was spoke to my head the head coach, and then my striking coach said, hey, like I want to wait a little bit, I need to first see you spar. So I haven't, I've done some technical sparring, but I haven't done like full on sparring with the guys. Okay. Um, over there, you know, I I done I've I have actually as when you're in the developmental program, usually you just do that. And then eventually, like after a while, they transition to start doing pro classes. I'm already like doing like three pro classes a week, so oh, okay, so I'm like kind of doing like half of the pro schedule so far, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work my way up there, you know. So really eventually, cool. but you've but, had a couple of MMA fights. Yeah, so I have four MMA fights. I have three like uh, that are documented, and have mm-hmm. one. I got one that that wasn't documented. I talked actually talked to the 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 guy that organizes that the he's a, the commit the commissioner mm-hmm. he's like the head of the commission and he says like that fight would count you know if whenever i want to make the transition i'm just waiting for my my coaches to give me the, the go to make that that big leap you know what, what's the record so if, if you're like you're saying like it like like technically it's four no but it's no. it's on paper it's three, three. You know? yeah, yeah i have like three three subs and then like uh one the the guy got injured you know had him in my guard oh, he okay. went to like pull his leg on he like tore his calf in the fight it was crazy oh. that was like a few years ago 
yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the three fights that you had live when, when you posted on your Instagram. I, I definitely checked them out. I'm like, damn, I have to see this. Yeah, yeah, I have like two by rear naked. My last fight was last year in October. And, uh, you know, the, after that fight, I was like, I, I really need to like work on like being more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And like I was having a hard time like, like with the camp. That I, not that I have, a, there's nothing wrong with my camp at it with baga it's just like like I'm, i started becoming like the, the most you know i was the most consistent guy i showed up all the time you know mm-hmm. and then i had you know i'm just like i'm also on a coach too so sometimes yeah. it's hard for the guys you train with you know or that you train to like train with you at like that you know they give you a lot of respect you know yeah 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 and, and i'm not bashing anyone like they're all they're all great training partners you know the ones that that actually fight you know but i i felt like i needed something to give me that extra that big that big bump up you know and then when they told me about the, the I, had to, I had to do a tryout and that was and that was really fun too you know I should like uh, I, I, I was only the, I was the only one that made the team out of the four people that, that tried out mm-hmm. and like I literally just I was like there an hour early I showed up I showed up I'm, I'm in business you know yeah and you know I showed them like hey like I'm I'm here for this yeah I'm really here for this you know that's exciting so yeah so I keep, I keep talking about it, but like this transition and training at HTHQ has been amazing. I've seen so many like like superstars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's like this is like one of those million dollar uh, you know opportunities, you know. And I'm like really taking advantage of it. That's super exciting. I imagine making the team probably felt was that the highlight of your your career so far, or getting the black belt's the highlight. I I mean like uh the, the, like I said, there's like different like stages, you mm-hmm. know. But like like and, and like what I've been doing, you know, as a, in jujitsu, you know, like the black belt, like uh, there's like a video on YouTube of me, like like kind of like like bawling. <laughs> like, I saw it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm sure you saw it. Yeah, Everyone saw at, it. at the gym, at the gym from ATT's, uh, Weston and Davey saw it, but I saw the video. Yeah, yeah, that's like that, that. You know, you put a lot of time into it. You know, like I've I, I've met lots of people that that like they they kind of drop everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like one of those things where you're like. Uh, you know, like you've you've met lots of people that they, they and they, when they aspire for things like that, you know, it's like you've dropped, you literally put all your time and energy into, into it. You know, yeah. you know, like I've I've heard stories of people that they they go to just doing jujitsu, you know, like just grappling, and they like they they wake up and like in the middle of the night and they're like, oh my god, I, like I what did I do? Like I moved out from my my hometown, you know, I'm not I quit school just to do this, you know, it's, it can be a little frustrating sometimes, you know, especially if you don't see like immediate results. Like a lot of young people, you know, have a hard time. You know, if there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing solid going on. Like they tend to cave, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, like this is, it's like a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Yeah. Like the like the fight game and you know whether it's grappling or that. But yeah, getting my black belt was kind of like two and a half years ago. It was like one of my biggest highlights. And then, so, but but the, but this year though that 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 uh, making the team the was like, one of the biggest highlights. I mean, yeah. I had a lot of nice things. I made it, I made it to the top ten in the world in grappling. Yeah. That's like that was a, a pretty good milestone for me. I got your uh, name I, out there. Yeah, I did. I don't want to stop doing grappling though. I want to keep going going forward with that. Have you not done? Because um, I know I used to do was that Substars, right? So that that actually, that that uh, that organization uh, stopped. Stop. They, they they had a, like they had a thing where they they couldn't pay their fighters. Mm. You know, I had to like I had to get a my attorney to help me out so I could get paid. Okay, good. And that was like during COVID. You figured that out? Yeah, we did. I did. Okay, it, it took care of it. We were very civil about it, you know, but there were, there were a lot of people that didn't get paid. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, when you know the right people, they'll help you out. You know, what shout about, out to uh, Iceland, Thomas Pucera. Shout out to Iceland. What about the... Um, black belts at the, at the gym. What about like the opens? Do you do those anymore? I do. I did. I got second. Um, I, I lost to this guy. He was a nogi world champion, like a, a, a one time and like a four time nogi pan champion. Mm-hmm. His name's uh, Gianni Grippo. 
I lost him by points, but uh, you know that's that's fine. You know, I, I, it's part of the game. You lost to a world champion. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, like he he was a black belt when I was a white belt. You there know? you go. So yeah, so, so yeah. like that's 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 just like I said, it's just part of the game. You know, um, but I, I'm I'm always looking forward to running it back to the, with the guys that I lose to. That's that should be your main source of. I mean, to me, that's my main source of motivation. If you go, it is there, of course. Go after if you beat the person who beat you. That there's no better feeling than that. Of course, yeah. I've I've had a lot of uh, a lot of like experiences like that where. Like, you know, got I feel, me I feel where I came back and got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. There's a lot of moments, a lot, a lot of really good moments. You know, like there's there's the ups and downs. You know, of course. And um, so you you you're still doing opens. You just did an open. You got second. Mm-hmm. Substars is substars. So you're moving. You're doing the transition into that. And do you have? Because I know you said that your management team wants you to hold up on a little bit. That that was my uh, my coach. Yeah, he said uh, my, uh, just hold off on the on the on the uh like i'm getting a fight mm-hmm. my head coach told me to hold off on grappling for a little bit so i got there's some like some tournaments coming like the nogi worlds in like uh i think it's in austin and then there's the the adcc that's like one of the biggest like nogi tournaments in the world it's like the olympics of jiu-jitsu yeah and like the tryouts for that are are going to be in jersey this year like in november are you doing that well, I'm gonna talk to my coach, but yeah, I'm, almost, <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty pretty much set on I'm doing it. Because you, know? you want to do MMA, but I'm just no, asked to hold. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to stop doing that. You know, okay, like I, like that's what got me in there. And and mm. even I talked to my coaches. They're like, it's a good idea. I think it's just for like, like just short term. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they don't want you to get injured or anything because. Yeah, grappling. You can, you can't get injured in grappling. You know, like. Is, is, it, huh? is a dislocated shoulder your worst injury? Uh, I dislocated my elbow like in 2018, mm-hmm. no, 2019, 2019, yeah, 2019, yeah. Your elbow? Yeah. How did you dislocate an elbow? I was, I was so, I had like, I had the flu that week and then I, I, uh, I felt good on Friday mm-hmm. and then like on Saturday, like literally two minutes in the match, I like got all my energies out. No, no excuses though. Like I still, I still lost, you know, like I got, I got arm barred. I tried to get out. I was trying to like hitchhiker out and then I, uh, I, I just, it just went the other way. They, I, had, I had like a professional on site put it back in, so that was that was like that was like a, a blessing, you know. So it was, did it look like the Frank Mir arm? That, like, yeah, it was a noodle. Oh. It was a noodle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad it happened. You know, like yeah. it, I I had to learn from that. You know. I mean, it's also kind of cool to say it happened. A, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's a it's a story, you know. It's a story. Yeah, it's a story. It, it's a little traumatic, but like, <laughs> but it's it's it, you know it's just one of those things where like you know I I did this, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the worst injury you think you've ever done on somebody? Ooh, um, oh, my God. I think I was a, a – I just got my purple belt. I think I was, like, 19. Mm-hmm. And I did this – I did my very first, like, open weight tournament. And I, I was with my teammate at the time. Yeah, uh, we, we both, like, signed up. He was a black belt. I'm a, I got my purple belt recently, a few months ago, before. And I remember, like – I had just learned what a like a heel hook was. It's like a leg lock, you know. You you rotate the guy's uh, heel, and then you could like literally you could tear the guy's ligaments. You know. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it like in like in the UFC. Like some people do those those like types of submissions. I've never seen a heel hook in the UFC or live at least. Like so, Ryan Hall. That's a specialty. Mm-hmm. Like he he Ryan Hall heel hook BJ Penn. Yeah. Like, I think that was like a year or two ago. And did he tear his? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Back? I think that was that was BJ Penn's last UFC fight, and then he had that thing with the uh, with the uh, when he. That, that video that went viral of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Rest and peace, BJ Penn's career. <laughs> yeah, I love BJ Penn, but um, yeah. So I did, I did like a heel hook on the dude, and I heard his knee tear. I was like, oh my god, 
that was like one of the and then it was crazy because he kept fighting he was like limping the whole the rest of the day so he was still co- he was like coaching and he was fight. he was grappling the whole Good day for him yeah that was crazy yeah my, hat, my hat's off to that guy what a tank there was the, last year though um i got put in this le- uh leg position they call it inside senkaku mm-hmm. and like the guy was trying to like attack my my legs and he had his foot open, so I went to like go for this move. It's called like a lens lock, where you like uh, it's like a like a toho variation. You like it's like a twist of the foot, and dude, his his foot sounded like a tree branch broke off, and that was that was a that was a nasty one. Oh, that yeah. did, it, did it look like Connor's foot? Like oh, that? that. It, it, it wasn't like Connor's was like like on the shin. Yeah, like, it was like a clean snap. Yeah, yeah, but like shin. this, it was literally the dude's ankle. Like, the ankle. Was, oh, yeah, 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 oh, but. God. But the guy was like, he was, he was good. He was like walking after, you know. It looked like his foot broke off, though. That was that that, that was a, that sub stars that was last year that, oh, was okay. that you, were, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one thing I noticed a lot with those injuries, since there's so much adrenaline to even get in the fight, mm-hmm. when the injuries happen, most people don't even feel it, and they'll they'll continue to go through it, and then after they're like. That's true. Yeah, I didn't feel my elbow. Like I didn't feel the pain from my elbow when it popped out until like. Like a few hours, like an hour after, you know, after the adrenaline went down. I think that's the best way to have it, though. Like, if you could tell me, break your arm, but you won't feel the pain for an hour. And at that point, it's already a cast and everything. Whatever, I'll give you a million dollars. I'll do it. You're crazy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You guys hear this? (laughs) For a million dollars? You wouldn't break your arm for a million dollars? Probably not. Well, your your arms can get you a million dollars. But what I'm saying is... You tell some random person on the street, like, hey, listen, I'll break your arm. You won't feel the pain for an hour. We'll put you in a cast. You'll be fine. I'll give you a million dollars. I promise you, 10 out of 10 says yes. They might, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you would, you would definitely do it. It really depends. I'm, I'm not good with needles. What I'm not good is I'm not good with needles. I can't do it. I can't do needles. They terrify me. Like, I have the most valuable blood in the world, and yeah. no one's ever going to have it. Because it's just, I'm not... I'm not having anybody stick a needle in me and and uh, remove it. I'm just a pussy when it comes to needles. Yeah, I used to be too, and then and then I had cauliflower, and then I had to like start draining them. Do you yeah. still drain them, or do you just not care anymore? No, that's that's done. Like, like once once it hardens, you know, like it's it's not it's, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna like you know get inflamed. It's not gonna fill up with fluid anymore. Connor's got pretty pretty banged up. On the last fight, like you saw, it was leaking like crazy. Yeah, he, he um was it his ear got cut from some elbows, but it wasn't really like I didn't really see like too much too much damage. But you know, you know, again they'll, they'll run it back. They'll run it. Now let me ask you a question. You, to me, it seemed that Dustin is just a superior fighter at this point, and that round was a hundred percent to Dustin. Do you think Conor has a chance? No, to be honest, like, I think, like, uh, you know, at some point, like, everyone reaches their peak, you mm-hmm. know, like, Connor's peak was at, like, featherweight, you know, he had a good lightweight run, but what is he, like, two and four as a, as a, as a lightweight, you know, and, and when he was a featherweight, he was undefeated, you know, yeah. he's, I think, uh, he, is, he had a good run at, at lightweight, but I think featherweight was really his division, you know, you know, there's, the, again, like, the sport evolves, you know, like, yeah. Everyone's learned so much from him, and they've taken it, you know, like Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, like, learned a lot from Conor McGregor and his style, you know, and, like, he's doing great, you know? Yeah, he's doing really good. There's a controversy, again, with every fighter that he doesn't fight anybody for real. They haven't given him real fights is what they're saying. I think he's going to do well. He's, he's, with the way he's knocking people out, you know, like, he's, 
He's a, he's a knockout artist. He's, he's going to do well. Now, he didn't knock out that guy on Saturday. That guy took everything. Did that, 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 that's crazy, though, because like, when, when you take so many shots like that to the face, like that guy took, probably lost six years of his life because of that, because of the brain damage, you know? Like, yeah, that's, that that's not, that's not, that's, uh, that's uh, on a serious note, like, that's, that wasn't that, that's, that's, it's scary to see that, you know? That's like one of the, one of the big things that, that, that I would say that I would try to avoid is getting injuries like that, you know? Do you think he um, it's called? Do you think he was just clueless, or do you think it was a pride thing? Uh, it had to be. He had to show. He had to showcase why he why he's there. You know. You know really. He he's he was tough. I mean, he he hurt Sean. He hit Sean a few times. He hit him Sean with a good knee, you know, and uh, you know he he had him walking backwards. You know, Sean wasn't going forward. He Sean was, was throwing like fadeaway punches though. Yeah, yeah, no, like, he's, he's, like, he's such a great counter fighter. Like, like hitting him in the face. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, that fight, I was sick. We were all watching the fight that, that night, and um, I was telling them, watch out for Sean O'Malley. But when they, when they announced who he was fighting, because I had no idea about who his fighter was, I was like, what, what is that, man? Like, where did that guy even come from? Like, I, I've never heard. Was that his first? I think that was his debut, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was coming off, like, I think two wins, and then he, he literally, like, I mean, he, he, show, he showed he's tough, you know, but, yeah. you know, like, at at some point, like you're you're like a punching bag, you know. Like I mean, the guy the guy definitely like. I don't think he showcased much skill. I, no, he, he showcased he could he could he could, he could survive, you know. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he did fight back, you know. I just, I just don't think that. I think they should have stopped it a little earlier, you know, than than that, you know. He, he, That's he, also kind of shady. Like, come on, like you could have stopped the fight at any point because at any point it would have been justified. Mm-hmm. You stop it thirty seconds before the bell rings. Like he's clearly trying to stay through it throughout the entire fight. Who's I think who was roughing Herb, Herb Dean? Dean. Herb Dean. Uh, he probably saw something we didn't at that moment. Yeah. He he was in there. We weren't. So that's true. I, I, I would say maybe he thought he was surviving. He was defending himself. You know, at least you know a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely got hurt, and he could have. He could have you know just maybe gone for like uh, he could have been a little more strategic. He was just he was his head was so still. I didn't see a lot yeah, of head nothing. movement. Not a lot of blocks. You know. He was just eating it. You know, yeah, if he would have thrown more blocks and like moved his head a little bit more and tried to evade, what was his name? Moutinho? Chris Moutinho. Moutinho. Yeah, yeah I think he's uh, Portuguese. Yeah. Not every Brazilian's good at fighting, Nikki. She's Brazilian. Oh, really? In fact, last night I was showing her Anderson Silva's best knockouts. Oh, yeah. Like all his front kicks. Yeah. And I showed her his lowest moment, probably, when it was when he did the little. Oh, yeah, when he got knocked out. It happens, man. Yeah, you get too cocky sometimes. Everyone has, like I said, everyone has their peak. There's phases, you know. Like, like for myself, like I was, I, I believe, like, like for myself, like there's like phases in your life that you have to learn how to, like, you know, like tra- make those transitions, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I did, I, I trained to get a black belt in jujitsu, and my goal was like five years, got in like five and a half, and then you know, like compete in that for a few years, and then transition to MMA, you know, and I, now I'm. I want to do it for another five years, and then depending on how the first five years goes, if I think I'm doing well, I'll keep going for another five years, and then, and then we'll see from there. You know, like I, I have like a, a limit. You know, I think by 35, like the the I think that's I would like that to be the latest, like or the oldest I'd be when I'm fighting, like 35. So you want to essentially, in a perfect world, retire at 35 from fighting. Depending on like like injuries and stuff like that, you know, like that's that's like being realistic. Like if if you guys ever like listen to like George or George St. Pierre like on Joe yep. Rogan, he talks about it all the time, you know, like people will say like hey, I want to be this and that and he's realistic about it. He's like, "Hey, like for you to be like the best, like everything has to go perfect, you know?" Mm-hmm. And and it, 
for myself, I have a lot of great opportunities, you know, and by, by training with like an HTHQ, you know, and just being realistic about it. But, you know, like I do want to be a fighter and then also my end goal is to have my own, like my own uh, studio, you know, my own American top team. That's sick. But I don't want to just, you know, teach jujitsu, you know, I want to be able to teach Muay Thai, boxing, you know, I want to be well-rounded, you know. Do you want to have a cage in it? Uh, do you want to have a cage in your gym? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I went to a, oh, what was this gym? We went to a gym a couple days ago. Um, oh, where was it? Do you know where Extreme Action Park is? Yeah, that was, that's uh, Hard Knocks. Oh, it's such a sick gym. Hard Knocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's, awesome. that, that was the original uh, gym. And then they, they moved to, I think, up north, I think, uh, Boca Raton or... They, I don't know, but I went there last week. Yeah, yeah, I went, yeah. yeah. I, I went there a few weeks ago to Extreme Action Park too. I've coached there over there. They have like tournaments there too. But yeah, yeah Hard Knocks is a, a is good, and then the Sanford. Sanford is that is it? Mm. So Hard Knocks is like the sister gym of uh, Sanford. Okay, all, all killers, dude. Because I, I never, I first of all, I didn't even know that Extreme. We went there because of my friend's birthday. We yeah. went go karting, and then. Um, they gave us wrong directions to where to go to the go-karting, so we walked towards where there's a, a basketball tournament going mm-hmm. on, and then we saw the gym, and I saw, like, turf, I'm like, oh, shit, look, dude, there's, there's, like, a really cool gym right there. So we went to go take a, take a look at the gym, and then we look, I look in the back, and I see a cage, I see a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, punching bags, I see, every like, all the cool stuff. So I was like, Man, yeah, that's a really cool gym. Nah, for sure. And you want American Top Team, or do you want, like, a Mauricio Gomez? American Top Team. American Top Team. Stick, right. with my, stick with my roots, you know? That's awesome. Now, the last question I want to ask you is, other than American Top Team, other than fighting, other than Pokemon, what is, like, some other passion you have? Yeah, I think we were talking about earlier, like, rock climbing. I just got oh, into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, super, I'm, like, super into that. Like, anyone that's, like, that, that does it, like, I'm, like, kind of stuck on 5'9". I did, like, a private lesson, like, a, a few months back, and, like, I learned how to get better technique, but it's all about being consistent, you know, like... I see some people like they can bring their like their leg up like I think like a, almost like a few feet above their head and then use that to like launch themselves forward. It's all about like the the technique is like your you know feet then yeah. hands feet then hands like cupping and yeah and that's the cracks a, yeah that's always so that like that like right now like that's that's another one of my passions you know I mean I also want to get into other stuff too you know yeah. like I, I love I love all that stuff like get like bike you know like I want to go camping and stuff you know just. Other stuff besides fighting, you know, for like the, the, my, a lot of my early years of my adult life, you know, my early adult life, I was going over, going and just training, 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 training. And, you know, like when you're just doing one thing all the time, you know, it's not, it's not really good for you. It's good to have like escape from that and, balance, and, yeah. and have it yeah, be well balanced. So like over the last few years, I've been kind of learning that, you know, cause I've, I've always been super, like super into like, just like, okay, I have to train. I have to do this so I can be champion of this and that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's also that's not a bad thing. No, of course. It's no, determination. No, no. You're hungry. Of course. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, too. It's just, like, we also got to live life, too. So that's yeah. just something, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, like I said, like, there's, like, different, like, transitions and, like, in, in your life and stuff. And, like, I've just been learning that, you know, like, the last few years. Okay. So just learning how to live life. I agree. No, I, I've, I've, had, I've, I've, I've had trouble balancing work, school. Um, social life. When I first graduated high school, like when I was in college, I know I, I was just too dedicated to college. I barely went out. I barely did anything. So finding that balance is definitely where you want to be. And so I completely understand. And before we go, what's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, dude. So like, there's there's a 
yeah, I, I just started playing Pokemon like uh, like on the Switch, like a, like a like during COVID. That was like my little escape. You know, a lot of people were like were like watching anime and stuff. I was like playing video games. Uh, I'm such a nerd, but there's a new Pokemon. It's called uh, Graplocked. Okay, and that Pokemon is like it's, if you look it up, like you can literally you uh, like Google it. It's a Jujitsu Pokemon. Really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like if if you guys don't if you guys don't like if you guys play Pokemon like I'm like a shiny hunter like I'm like super into that like I know I like you, all the recent Pokemon games. You had that USB thing that would walk your eggs for you, right? How do you know that? You, you I told me. you. I told you that. You told me that. Oh yeah, yeah I still I still I have it on right now. At you home. Still have it. I have it on right now at home. I just like I have I have, to, I have to I don't have enough time to be playing playing it all the time, but when I can I I, I do. So you walk when you open it up, all your eggs are hatched. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if there's a sh- if there's a shiny <laughs> if there's a shiny Pokemon there, there is, then then I'll I'll keep it. That's so cool. I went I went uh, yesterday was Go Fest real quick, mm-hmm. and I went with my friends to a regional park, mm-hmm. and we were there from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. because mm-hmm. there were different like collections. Each hour was a different like so, like it was like uh, rock type Pokemon, dragon type Pokemon, and you had to catch all of them for like a special reward, and we were just going through all of them and it was just too much fun like and my friend had a, a, a machine so like if one of your if one of the pokemon you're trying to get ran away his machine had a chance of catching it this is like an item in the game no 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 like an actual machine it was like it looked like a usb drive but it had a screen on it pokemon go has hacks now has like pokemon mods do has something it has some Whatever it was, Lewis. It was Lewis. Everything is super competitive nowadays. Even video games. That's what's horrible about everything. Like, that's why I don't play video games. I haven't played video games in four or five months. Like, any video yeah. games. Like, it's... I used to be huge into COD, but then there's so many tryhards, so many sweaties. Like, you can't get on and play with your friends anymore and have a good time. Because every time you're on, you see these sweat lords everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Anyway, Mauricio, this was awesome. Thank I you, really bro. appreciate you coming on. That was when I told when I started the podcast. The whole point was to get the coolest people I know, and you're definitely up there. Oh, thanks, bro. Freaking you're awesome too. Jujitsu black. You guys, bro. don't forget Esteban is actually a lot better at jujitsu than he says he is. He is. Appreciate that. Uh, real, real quick, can I can I shout out some of my sponsors? Shout out everything. Hell yeah! All right, shout out to Jason. Uh, he's uh, one of my ta- he's my tattoo sponsor. Uh, Twisted Heart Tattoo. He, uh, they're in, they're located in Hollywood. You can find them on like my IG. My IG is Mauricio uh, Gomez eight, Mauricio Gomez MMA. And uh, my, my lastly my jujitsu sponsor. They they kind of uh, the guy hooks me up with gis, uh, no gi stuff. You have really nice like apparel and stuff like that. It's a uh, flow and roll. Uh, I have a discount code for twenty percent off G twenty, so you get twenty percent off some of the best jujitsu gear out on the scene right now. Awesome. All these links will be down in the description, including um, that discount code. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Bye. That was awesome, bro.